UFOs are back in the spotlight with two of the biggest news pieces taking place the first week of June 2023. On June 6, 2023, a report came out that a former intelligence official, David Grosh, claimed the United States does in fact have intact alien crafts. Not only did his statement shock what many UFO enthusiasts already know, but his claims indicated that the United States government had these crafts, cross-engineered them, and they were in fact very real. Mr. Grosh went on to say that the intelligence branch of the United States also had bodies that came with these crashed UFOs and the government were working actively on cross-engineering them. This news made headlines that week that sparked many videos and TikTok videos all the way to Instagram and even YouTube. Jeremy Corbell, a famous investigative reporter and major UFO enthusiast, wrote further articles and film videos for clarity about this whistleblower's claims. The government is set to apparently have a major UFO discussion in July of 2023. In that same week, another major UFO news piece hit, which it's carried its popularity for weeks now. On April 30th, around 11.50 p.m., Las Vegas Metro Police Officer's body camera recorded something streak across the sky. Several people across Eastern California, Nevada, and Utah reported seeing a flash, according to the American Meteor Society. About 40 minutes later, a young man called 911, seeing he and his family saw something fall from the sky and that there were now two humanoid figures ranging from 8 to 10 feet tall in his backyard. After the 911 call, a dispatcher sent two officers to the home to investigate. The officers responded to the 911 call about 30 minutes after it was made. You can hear and see in the body camera footage that the officers responding were taking this very serious, based on one of them seeing an object shoot across the sky before receiving the 911 call. For privacy reasons, the officers' cameras went dark as they entered the household and remained off as they entered the backyard. Now, weeks later, the Nevada police have made headlines once again as they have set up surveillance cameras at the same household that the UFO call was made. Law enforcement agencies around the world say it's not common to have this practice unless there is something really going on. On top of this actual event, with the cameras being set up by police, social media has went off the rails with videos about the whistleblower David Grouch and the Nevada UFO sighting. There are numerous videos out there claiming the young man who made the call is already a UFO enthusiast who falsified the 911 call to match the comet sighting or potential comet sighting. There are even other conspiracies claiming on leaked cell phone footage that the family made that you can see these figures walking around the backyard. The UFO popularity has spiked yet again, but as Joey and I have discussed on other episodes, the spike has occurred around much political scandal. From the indictment of Donald Trump to the ongoing evidence into the Biden family, the UFO sighting and the whistleblower could possibly be another distraction. Or are the claims of aliens walking around in Nevada actually real? Is David Grosh a reputable former intelligence official? Find out on this episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast, starting now. Say what again, Billy.
Joey, what's up, buddy? Thanks for having me back, brother. Well, you're my co-host now. You don't it even was, have uh, to it was uh, it was a busy, busy day, busy week, but we're back. We're back. So just for FYI, first of all, you don't have to say thanks for having me back. You're my co-host, <laughs> so you don't have to you, you have to do that no more. Secondly, um, old hard. The audio is going to sound different for everybody because uh, Joey's on daddy duties today. So uh, his wife said, "You are not 100% filming a three-hour episode today. Your ass is staying home." So we are re- <laughs> we are recording via phone call today. So the audio sounds like a phone call because it is a phone call. But we had to get this episode out because we're on we're touching on Joey's second favorite subject today. This is it. This might be the first favorite subject. I don't know. I, I do like the I do like uh, you know the, the theories from the past and everything. But uh, I gotta say, uh, aliens have always been my uh, my strong suit. <laughs> what about uh, Egypt? I gotta say, I, I do. Egypt intrigues me a little bit more only because it's, it's like a, a, a mystery that we can stare at right in the face, whereas opposed to, you know, the UFO stuff is like you got to believe what you see on the Internet at, at face value for whatever it is, you know. So I'm going to leave this one to you, uh, Joe. Um, we, what are, I was going to call you David because, you know, we're talking about David Grosh today. Right. And, um, I want to know where do you want to start off. I, we want to start off with this Las Vegas, Nevada sighting. We, we let this marinate for two weeks and we're finally talking about it. So I, I, I don't know where we should start, but, you know, I think what, what we should do, Joe, I'll leave it up to you. I would say let's start with the Vegas. I mean, the David Grush stuff is. Uh, it's. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the baby monitor right now. <laughs> no, it's okay. The, the David Grush stuff is, uh, it's pretty straightforward. You know, he's always a whistleblower and uh, he's basically making some bold claims that we have off-world vehicles, except, but we can get, we can get into that. But uh, I do, I, I do find this um, Vegas UFO interesting. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's start with this Vegas, um, this Vegas UFO stuff. So let's go, let's go back to, um, to when it happened. It was what, June what was it? It was in. It was in. No, was it? Was it in June or was it in May? Or it happened? It happened in June. Yeah. Yes, it did. I'm trying to get the date here, but for the most part, everybody already knows the story, so it doesn't matter if we get exact dates. But let's take it from when it happened. The um, in this short story, in a nutshell, the there was police officers already out on patrol doing police officer things, and they. One of them that ended up responding to the 911 call that everyone is going bonkers about ended up seeing from his body cam and physically with his own eyes a blue light go across the sky. Within 30 minutes, their dispatcher notified them that there was a 911 call coming from a house where they reported some beings, 8 to 10 feet tall, being in the backyard of this residence. Right. Right. And when the police arrived, you could hear on the way there, they're like, oh, man, I'm scared. You know, we just saw something. Now we're hearing this report. They start talking to the people at the house and so on and so forth, especially the kid who made the UFO, you know, 911 call. And they're like, you know, you're spooking me out a little bit because I did see something not too long ago fly over the sky. And now you guys are saying this now. I'm privy to police stuff because I've done. NYPD auxiliary for New York city for quite some time. Um, and I know for a fact that when you go into residence, unless they have a warrant, 
they can't keep the body camera on. A warrant would would amount to keeping the body camera on going into a house because you're actively looking for something. You have the reasonable doubt. You have everything you need to go inside right. of a household and keep the camera on. Right. <clears throat> However, in this case, it was uh, a 911 call and they were going in. And because of the privacy reasons, obviously a backyard and inside the house is private. So it doesn't need to be on body camera. Um, they're not expecting a threat. If anything were to happen, they would have just turned the body camera on. That didn't happen. So there's no body camera footage. And that was everybody's gripe. You know, why did the cameras go off? So I'm putting it out there for people to understand that if they didn't have a warrant and they weren't there investigating something that was like a domestic claim, something like that on private property for a 911 call, going to look, they're not going to have that on. Had they seen something in the backyard, if they, if these officers did see an alien or something, they probably would have turned their camera on, which leads me to believe they didn't see anything back there by the time they got there. Then there's these videos that came out of the family going to the backyard to kind of do a search. And they were all carrying. They had their, you know, their handguns out going right. into the backyard. And they peeked, they peeked the door and it looks like they didn't want to go back there. And that was pretty much it from that week. And then this week we got some more news. If you guys are following the SWAB underscore podcast page and on TikTok as well, I did a short reel, which was for this coming episode. And um, the, there's a lot of stuff that's, that's happened in the last week and a half in regards to this family that made the 911 call, one of which is uh, a claim that the family has gone missing. They're not there. People haven't seen them. And the Metro Police Department... Nevada Metro Police Department put cameras up to survey the house, which is a little alarming because it went from, okay, we're going to check out this call, but now we got cameras watching over the house. Your thoughts? So the camera thing is weird. I got to say, I've never heard of a police department or any type of officials, government officials putting up cameras to monitor what's going on at that house. Well, government officials, I I would say they probably have been doing that, you know, with everybody and everything. I think it just for a, you know, mom and pop police department. I don't know how big the Metro police Vegas police are, but for them as a police department to do that is a little, it's a, it's a lot weird. Right. I mean, who who gave them that off? authorization or who gave them the idea that they should be doing that in the first place that's what i want to know i mean obviously they had to go and they had to get consent from uh the family members of the home to put up uh surveillance uh it's just it's it it's odd it's it's never happened before and uh it it seems like they were kind of put under some pressure to do it by maybe an outside organization i would say so you know me joey i'm i'm you know, I'm on board with paranormal. I love UFOs. I love ghost stuff. I love ghost stuff a little bit more than I do the UFO stuff. But I'll tell you this. I have to get, I have to, as an investigator, right? Because I still actively try to investigate. You got to have a skeptic side, right? Absolutely. Now, there are people that are saying that this is, and, and, and it's, a pretty, it's a pretty good theory, actually, that there was, in fact, some kind of comet or asteroid sighting um, that night. That I heard. This family probably, you know, the kid probably saw the asteroid, comet, whatever, and raced to the phone because through Reddit, which is a 
kind of like Facebook and Twitter. It's just, you know, you get these, these interesting rooms, you click into it, given a topic and you go in there, there's a UFO, you know, room, which has like over 600,000 people in the room. And, you know, people come up with their research and there is a claim that this kid, I think you might've actually told me this as well, that this kid is a UFO enthusiast himself. Right. And so when this, what raises the red flag there. Right. Now I don't, I can't, you know, nothing has come out in the news about this being fake, which is, you know, if this was a fake story, they would have said, Hey, you know, we, we got to touch base on what we reported two weeks ago that, you know, this kid, you know, it was a hoax. Now he supposedly is affiliated with UFOs and stuff. Had he seen this comet, he could have raced to the phone and it would have been an elaborate setup for him to be like, I got my, I'm going to get my five minutes of fame. And if that is the route that this theory is going, if the police department in Vegas, which I believe is called the Metro Nevada police department, whatever, if they believe that this kid faked the 911 call, that is, you can't do that. You cannot falsify 911 calls. Right. You cannot say, Joey's beating me with a with a with a, a Yankee hat because I'm a Met fan. You can't do that. You and and you're not doing it. You know what I mean? And they come mm-hmm. to the house and like, you know, Joey's not even there. So what are you saying? You know what I mean? Like as an analogy. But they could be setting up the surveillances to see what's going on based on a false claim of a 911 call. See what's going on with but the that family. Would be, that would be a lot of money and re- like taxpayer resources to just find out about a fake nine one one call. So as is, uh, faking a nine one one call isn't actually illegal. Um, there can be fines and penalties depending on the severity of the nine one one call, um, and an imprisonment for a fake nine one one call is very very rare unless there's like a crime associated with it. This is according to stuff that I'm like looking up. Uh, right. It's, it is punishable by a fine or something. Right. So now now we're going to go to the last week in change. There are reports or actually the, the reports of government cars being seen there happens literally the next day. So people in the neighborhood, including this individual, um, which I, I, I you know, I, I looked all over online to find this kid's name and I still can't get the name. Maybe, I don't know if you, you have it. I don't, I can't find it. I tried looking for it when I did the reel the other day. I, I was looking for his name during the week. I can't find a site that gives me this kid's name. I feel like maybe they want it like hidden. Yeah. He wants it. I can't, I, I, maybe it's just me. So if whoever's listening, I really can't find it. I, otherwise I would have said it already. Like I did. He also so, copyrighted the video that he made. I well, I would do that too, because I either. Jake Paul or Logan Paul, one of the two, they, you know, I don't, they kind of look alike. They both fight. One of them stole a UFO video and try, that's what I was seeing on, on social media. He stole a UFO video, try to claim it was his. And I would, if I caught something like I saw it in 1995 today and I videoed it, I would put my podcast logo on the video in the right hand corner and, and copyright it and say, this is my video. So no one can steal it. And then leave it to the professionals to determine whether it's fake or not, which you could do because I've been watching a show called um, The Proof is Out There on Discovery Plus to hold me down until Paranormal Court on Camera comes out. And they have these professional videographers go on to look at these these videos to see if they were edited in any type of way. They run tests on it. So him copywriting the video, I can't say is fishy. I actually say that was 
well thought on 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 his end because someone could just say and steal it right. and say it's his video. Now, government officials in trucks were spotted the next day. You know, black Cadillacs, black you know Cadillac SUVs, and also reports in the last week of uh, government officials in black suits and black sunglasses interviewing people around the area. See that, that that to me is strange. Red another red flag that maybe something did occur because, or could it be that this is like a play and and a potentially like broader hoax than we think that involves government officials to create a story and a narrative. And the reason well, why I say that is we're going to get into that too a little later. I'll, I'm saving the. Uh, I'm saving the the political side towards the end of the episode so I can hold people's attention before they say, God damn it, they're talking politics again. It's been like four or five weeks. (laughs) But but again, I got to reiterate this. When we talk of something that has some type of conspiracy, the government is, you know, kind of involved. And we actually predicted something on an episode about four weeks ago, that came true three weeks later. We were off by one week. I said two weeks, and the third week things happened. And stuff that's happening in the field of politics on both sides coincides with this UFO stuff. So, leaving that for later, but seeing men in black, which is, yes, they're real, they've been documented to be real, is a little strange. Right. And my thing is, if if indeed it was a meteor and you knew it was a meteor and there was no chance of there being, you know, a, a, a quote unquote actual crash landing with aliens like the 911 call suggests from this young man, why why show up? You know, it's a meteor, you know, you know what you saw, like there's there's instrumentation that we have, I'm sure, that can determine whether something is of artificial origin when it makes contact with the earth or if it's, you know, a meteor with specific trajectory. You think it could be that fast though? Like, Hey, this was a comment less than 20 minutes later. I think it could be because they, they know when it enters the atmosphere, right? And they, they know when it touches down, if they didn't pick up anything on radar that was changing direction and then lands and then possibly even takes off, and you know it's a meteor, then why bring the attention to that neighborhood? Why sh- why send government officials? Right. Because you're already going to assume that it's a hoax. Like, if I'm a government official, I'm just going to be like, okay, this is a hoax. We know a meteor landed over there. These are people taking advantage of this meteor sighting. But if, on the, on the flip side, if we knew that it wasn't a meteor and that it was something else entirely, now we're going to send the cavalry to find out what exactly happened. Yeah, I, I I would get that. And um, another thing that was actually caught on not their house, I believe, I think it was someone else. You know, everybody has a ring doorbell. I, I have one. You know, I've caught things uh, on my ring doorbell. But um, the ring doorbell, one of somebody's ring doorbell ended up catching a loud boom, right? And it shook the camera. It looked like it shook the camera, like... And I don't know how it went off because ring doorbells go off with motion and you could actually adjust the motion in front of the door, you know, like how far you want the range to detect it. Right. This ring doorbell camera 
went off and it must have been like a shockwave or something really loud that created, you know, like the camera can catch things that we can't catch with our eye. Some kind of like wave that it picked up and sent it and made it go off and it picked it up and, you know, something did crash in that area. And if you look at other shooting stars or comic videos or pictures, they're, you know, they're bright, they have a streak, but they're very momentary, you know, moment, like moment, you know, momentarily they, you could see them. This thing was like, it looked like it was close. It kind of looked like a Kamehameha from Dragon Ball Z. Like, you know, it was super blue as well. Right. That's why I'm saying Kamehameha. Like this dude in Dragon Ball Z show, Goku, he does that. And it's like blue and yellow. And, you know, that's what it looked like. It looked like it was fairly close or within our, you know, 20,000, 10,000 feet up in the air. And so we have the ring doorbell camera. We have the 911 call. We have the surveillance from the police department. We have government officials, it looks like, searching the area. And it's still, what, two weeks, two weeks and change later, a, a ongoing conversation on social media. Now, I wanted to do an episode that week. And I'm glad we let things marinate because now we have maybe not enough more 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 news to go on but we can talk about it because we let two weeks come by and now we can talk about not just that scenario but we can also talk about everything that ensued the ufo 911 call right right there's fake videos out there people posted a video of supposedly the creature caught on camera and right, they, right. we could obviously standing by a gate. I saw that. Yeah. It, I, it was obviously CGI. It didn't, it didn't look very great. See, this is what, this is what hurts the field of paranormal, right? When something real is actually photographed or videoed, when you have people go and make these doctored videos and doctored photos, that's when you really just, Fuck up the flow of, of investigating the unknown. Because now you're putting things out there and there's people that are gullible enough to believe it. Then you have people that are like, see, they're putting fake videos out more than ever. And I think I think most of the people are gonna be see I told you it was fake. And then that's what that leads to the the, the uncredibility of or disinformation, I guess. And and if you're a disinformationist, if you're part of the government and you want to cover something up. You're going to put out that stuff. You're going to put out those, all right, we need a fake video now. We need something that looks really ridiculous to sensationalize this so that people can laugh it away, you know? Right, right. And then you've seen um, supposedly another ring doorbell camera caught a gray alien, and you could see, like, and that one was actually a little bit more believable as far as how it looked. But people pushed out fake videos and fake stories. You know, you go on Reddit, you're going to hear the kid faked it. You go on Reddit, the kid is missing. The family, I don't know. I haven't heard the, the most recent story that I heard from multiple sites. Because I, mean, I was looking stuff up on Saturday morning, Sunday morning, um, before I start work is, you know, no one's heard from the family. So, like, that's legit. Like, the family hasn't. He, um, I do know the kid got offered to go on and be interviewed. Um Something to the extent of having... I know he declined it. He said he wanted to just go back to his normal life. Right. He declined it. So what I find find interesting is the 911 call, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think there's some inconsistencies. He said that him and his father saw it. But then when the cop showed up to the scene, 
he said that he didn't see it when he when he pointed to the father and that he asked him, you know, did you see it? And people are saying that in Spanish, he said that he didn't see it. Well, I I did catch that. That's one of the flaws to the whole thing. However, I don't know what, how the course of conversation went. You know what I mean? Like, right. the cop asked him, did you see the UFO? And the guy could have said, no, I didn't see the UFO. But my son saw the UFO and the aliens in the backyard. You know what I mean? Like, right. hey, I, I didn't see the UFO, but if you're asking me if I saw the beings in the backyard, yes, I did. You know, you keep, you got to really get the whole context of the conversation before you say, Hey, you know, I asked you if you saw the aliens, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, who knows how that went. That's one flaw of that actual conversation at, you know, at that point, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So then you, like I said, you got the, the fake stuff popping up online and the family's like genuinely missing now. No one's heard from them. I, I went on to every single website looking for the name. I went on every single website looking for what, what the Yeah, you would doing. think people would seek out this house and just try to like, you know, private journalists or investigators would seek this home out and try to talk to these people, you know, offer them money for interviews, etc. Uh, it doesn't seem that they're taking it. This is a prime opportunity to make some kind of money, money, money for your story, right? And I don't know what their financial situations are, but I'm sure some people would be willing to pay heavily just to hear that story. If I saw something like that and I, and someone asked me to come on their show, Jeremy Corbell, um, anybody, anybody of that stature in regards to that, I'm dying for Joe Rogan to call me up. That's never going to happen, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just saying if that never say it, never, bro, like we, actually, we get the right funny. podcast. He's like, fuck it. Let's bring these two morons on. Let's, let's it, talk. Yo, I mean, it's, it's hysterical. Cause my, my, my boss, uh, he, he's so not into this stuff. Right. So we talk and he'll look at me and he'll be like, Billy, I don't give a fuck. Like just, just like that, just straight up. But then we got, we got into a conversation where I had his attention for like a little bit. And um, I was talking about Joe Rogan and I was like, you know, if Joe Rogan ever asked me to come on my podcast, I mean, ever come on his podcast, I'm flying to Texas no matter what. I'm just letting you know. I'm I'm telling you, I'm going on Joe Rogan's podcast. I'm out. I'm flying over there. You know, <laughs> just letting you know. Like, dock me, find me, fire me. I'm going on that podcast. He looked at me and laughed. <laughs> so I would love to. But you're right. It's their opportunity to get more limelight, and you know, and whether or not they were genuinely scared, and maybe they were visited by government officials the next day, and it scared them more. Maybe that's why they're off the grid. You know, uh, Bob Lazar he went public. And people thought he was crazy. And then, you know, I remember as a kid in the 90s, I heard of Bob Lazar. And then it went silent, right? He kind of went off the grid a little bit. And, yeah, you didn't uh, hear from Bob Lazar. For, and, and from what I know, Bob Lazar really hasn't made money off of this. No, he doesn't. Like, he, I, he, I mean, his name is popular. You type in Bob Lazar, his hashtag comes up. You could find him on, uh, I even think he's on IMDb and he's not even an actor. Wow. But, you know... He said what he said and fell off the grid. And it wasn't until UFOs, you know, that the the fire started a little bit and his name started getting thrown up there a little bit more, thanks to the help of Jeremy Corbell with that documentary. And now you see his name a lot because a lot of people that were non-believers are saying, wow, like, that guy was right. He said, we're cross-engineering things. He said, UFOs are real. And now... 
every other week, based on what's going on in politics, unfortunately, you hear UFO news. Yeah. It seems so, to be sensationalized lately. Like uh, whenever they need a big story, it's like, here it is. It's like and, clockwork. Yeah. I don't, I see that's what makes, that's what that angers me though, because I knew these things were real since I was a kid. That UFO sighting that I saw literally sparked the, you know, my mom put me on to paranormal, to ghosts, to horror movies, things like that. I never believed it. I enjoyed watching it because it was something new. It was scary. I like that scared feeling. Um, of course, you're going to hear a horn, a horn going off at my in front of my house. So, but anyways, um, I like this, to be that scared feeling. I like going to bed at night like, oh, man, I'm scared. You know, like it, it sounds weird, but I like that scared feeling. I love the fact that, you know, it, it's unexplainable. And I never believed it. But when I saw the UFO sighting, I was I, I remember coming home that night and before I went to bed and it was on Halloween. So I didn't even go to my candy and look through my candy. I, went, I looked out the window and I'm looking at the sky. I remember that night very, very vividly. And I remember I had a really good view of like the church down the block from me where I lived. Cause I lived in a building at the time in the fourth, fourth story, four story building. I lived in the fourth floor. And I remember l- looking out the window at the church and in the sky was a clear night. And I remember just saying to myself, I can't believe I just saw a real UFO. What else is real that, that, that people say are fake. And you know, with the government doing what they're doing with the UFOs, releasing the stories, and if you have to be knowledgeable to what else is going on, because some people don't pay no mind to politics. So when UFO news goes out there, they're not really paying uh, any mind to what's going on politically. When, you know, obviously, if you don't like politics, I don't blame you. I wish I never got into politics at all. But when a UFO story hits in the last year or so, it's, it hits around the same time as something politically happening in you know in the united states which sucks because right. it makes people that don't believe saying oh it's project blue beam oh it's a distraction they don't want you to know because uh you know joe biden is uh is a reptilian he's got a mask on it's not really him. <laughs> people come up with some wild stuff yeah and it's like where's the where's the misdirection i feel like now that they've sensationalized ufo news and people just look at it as like nonsense They're like oh, i'm tired of hearing about it they'll just First of all, it desensitizes people to actual um, the the actual acknowledgement and the disclosure of UFOs. So, like, I feel I feel like when when extraterrestrial life is disclosed, like by a government official, like let's say a president or a secretary of state or a secretary of defense, whoever, people are going to dismiss it. No one's really going to care. They're just going to go about their their normal, average, everyday lives. But if you sensationalize it or if it just comes out of nowhere and let's just say joe biden got on tv tomorrow and was like uh we are no longer alone in the universe and but we know we have been visited but and just gives like the whole background story i know uh, can i interrupt you one second one go second. for it one second there is no way in hell that guy would be able to have a serious conversation <laughs> and get and get the teleprompter right <laughs> it would just become a, a, you know a, what i mean though yeah but He's i definitely not getting it right yeah, there's, um, there's, uh, ufos are uh they're uh cornflakes yeah you got that right and, and uh whose hand do i shake no oh, there's no one here okay uh yeah uh independence day will smith good guy you know like he, it would be so bad and yeah, lost, i would never take, i would never I feel take bad. it's I getting worse as the years go on too yeah well you know that's what happens, man. I'll be nice, but uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's sad <laughs> stuff. But yeah, you know exactly what you were saying. But 
it's uh they would go out there if he said that you know I, I think I think immediately you would see the stock market tank like never before it'd be a prime opportunity to make money though right like especially if you're not already heavily invested in the stock market let's say you got piles of cash just waiting to throw in on something just wait till the market tanks after the UFO news buy everything let the news settle for a week two weeks three weeks and your money's gonna double or triple you know yeah, it was funny I was watching um it was I had, I had a hellish day last couple of days at work so I was like laying on the couch I was super tired I was almost grateful that uh your wifey told you nope not going to do three hours tonight and just stay in your ass home <laughs> and um I was watching some Joe Rogan and there's a new YouTube uh, clip out there. It's got over 1.5 million views, this video. And it's not from Joe Rogan. It's a guy, I, I don't have the name. I, I might be able to pull it up real quick if I uh, go onto YouTube and I'm synced up. But um, it's a completion of Joe Rogan. It's by Jax on YouTube. The, the, the YouTuber is Jax. Um, at Jack SG, he has 420,000 subscribers and just 377 videos. And he has a lot of conspiracy stuff and like things on there, like of that nature. So he posted this video and it's titled One Hour, One Hour of the Craziest Conspiracy Theories in Joe Rogan History. And he did it nine days ago. It's got 1.9 million views. Uh, and, I think I, I think I passed it the other day and didn't watch it. But yeah, I, know so I, started, I started watching it's an hour, it's an hour long. Um, so anyways, it got to one point where this guy was talking about Project Bluebeam. And he was saying that, you know, he, they want people to believe that uh, uh, something to the extent where space is fake and there's controversy with it. And, um, you know, you start with controversy with that, something to that extent. But then he said that no one in the world, like even these small third world countries, they don't want a new world order because you don't want a new world order because... If everyone uh, agreed to a new world order, there has to be one or maybe three or four people that run the entire world. So now right. you're taking a job away from like some person in, in Ethiopia who's running Ethiopia and now he's out of a job. So everyone will never agree to that one world order thing. So you basically said, how can you get a one world order to happen? And it would have to be something that is like, supernatural or or the uh, an apocalyptical thing and he basically said project bluebeam which is like aliens coming down from from space or even jesus himself which people have said project bluebeam is essentially just projections and holograms that they'll trick us and then that's what will start the new world order and once the damage is done idiots believe it then you know it's too late you have the one world order Something to that extent. Right. And I don't necessarily believe that what I saw in 1995 on Halloween night was a, was a, was a hologram. I just believe that aliens and UFOs are definitely real. And now the government's feeding off of the reality of it. So very possible. I mean, I don't know if you heard there's recent news of, and this could be their sensationalizing this and sometimes I'm like, all right, well, is this actual credible news or are they just giving us this story because they want us to look elsewhere? There's some super volcano that's on the brink of eruption and it hasn't erupted since 19 or 1538. And I think it's in Italy. It's in, um, I, I'm, I'm going to fuck this pronunciation up. 
Billy, I'm sorry. I know you're Italian. Uh, Cam B L F L E G R E I. Well, you sent you sent it to me, so I'm actually going to attempt to read it because I actually do speak somewhat of Italian. Uh, Campi Flagre. Campi Flagre Super Volcano in Italy. You got it right. Campi Flagre Super right. in Italy. So, which last erupted in 1538 is on the brink of erupting again, raising fears of global winter. That's that's kind of crazy. That would be the catalyst for a one world government. You know, I mean, it could be anything. It could be a number of things. It could be, you know, a, a UFO threat or a fake UFO threat, you know, some kind of faked. Well, I, I can tell you right I now. Don't know, I don't know if you could. How could you fake? I know that I know people say Project Bluebeam, but I just don't buy that you could fake a UFO invasion. I don't think you could fake it. I think it'd be too complex. I mean, I don't know. Um, well, first of all, I'm looking at that, and that looks serious because that's catastrophic to you know that air, that immediate area. Literally, like the entire country of Italy is is in jeopardy, you know, and anyone in any surrounding countries, you know, around there. And if it's that big of a volcano, because everyone talks about what the the, the super volcano what is it in Yellowstone or where's that? Right. If Yellowstone blows. That's is it. It's game over. That's yeah, the end no, of the world. Yeah, end of the world. But uh, I mean, and, and for for a lot of people, it'd be immediate. For other people, like it'd be some like serious suffering for like a week or two. You know what I mean? Right. And that's 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 scarier than um than any. I, I mean, a glo- global winter is pretty crazy. I'm, you're talking about I, who knows when the the ash will finally settle and we'll be able to get sunlight. You're talking. I mean what global winter would do for the oil industry would be crazy. People who have oil, they're going to make money hand just, over. Just this. put a couple of weeks ago that Wednesday, when we got that uh, Canadian wildfire that there was like no videos of and not that much information and people living over there in Quebec and not seeing the fire, but we were seeing the smoke in New York city, but that's for another episode. But we were, but well, that day we were seeing that yellowish smoke and it smelled like fire. Just imagine that every day for like years. That's terrible. Yep. That's, That's what it would be like. And the air quality would be terrible. People you know? would probably, people would pass away within months. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. That's, yeah. I don't know, man. But that is, that is a scenario where they could, you know, um, put, potentially force a new world order. But would there be a, a world to order after that? You know what I mean? Right. It would be super... I don't know. I don't even know if there'd be a point that it'd be a free for all. That'd be it'd be more scary in knowing like, hey, yeah, we have um, the approximate eruption time and date. We've cleared and evacuated as much as we could. You know, Godspeed to everyone. Something like Independence Day, they'll be like Godspeed. You'll, <laughs> you'll see the president. Hopefully, Biden's not president by then because I can't imagine him being serious, telling us the world's going to end. But <laughs> while he eats an ice cream, but I don't even think he knows he's in the world. <laughs> I, I think the world ended for him already. He probably thinks the world ended already. I don't know. But long story short, it would be like just chaos. And and that would be scary, too. Like you'd have the ultimate end, which is scary as hell. But then you'd be scary before the scary as hell when you know it's going to happen. Looting. And, and, and I'm like, and I would just be in my house protecting everything I love and care about. Like, what are you looting? Because in another couple right, of days, right. we're all dead. You, you know, think you that that would sick. happen? Do you think that would happen if they actually came out and disclosed that you know extraterrestrial life is real and we're not alone in the universe? No, I think I think a majority of people are are so 
I'm trying to find the good word to use, but I think the majority of people that should be caring about actual issues that are going on right now would be like, you know, oh, aliens are okay, whatever, you know, and it'd be, that'd be it. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they'd be, but you take it back 30, 40 years and say that it'd be a different story. You know, you had that famous radio storytelling of War of the Worlds, which was, I think, during like the, what, the 40s or the, the, anywhere, I think it was in the 30s or 40s around there, the 50s, in the, in that 30 to 50s around there, they did that, the storytelling of War of the Worlds on the radio. And I don't think there was TVs at the time, something to that extent. That's why they did it on the radio. And it sent everybody into a panic. That's before technology was what it was now. And before we had, well, it, it, it had to happen in a different time to get that chaos. You tell people now, you tell them today, you know, if, if the president went on the, on the news today and said, yeah, aliens are real, we're going to confirm it. it. People wouldn't care. It would be like, it just, they would not care. I, that's my opinion. Yeah, I you agree. Know, I, I, I don't think they'd care. And, you know, it, it is what it is. And supposedly because we're going to shade over to David Grosh, because there's not that much going on with, with the UFO thing, other than, you know, there's not that much information. Um, the family's missing. The name is hard to get of the family, of the kid. And yeah, that's, that's what makes it all strange, you know? Yeah, there's definitely shady stuff going on. But in that same week, which is pretty convenient, we had this guy, David Grosh, come out and make some very... Um, big UFO whistleblower claims. And um, in June of 2023, United States Air Force officer and former intelligence official David Grosh claimed, based on what he said, was classified information provided to him by colleagues. The United States federal government maintains a secretive UFO or UAP retrieval program, and it is in possession of non-human spacecraft and dead pilots. And he didn't say aliens. He said dead pilots, pilots non-human, right? And he gave all these claims and he went public. He went on shows. He went on, um, I, I think, like Newsmax. He, um, News Nation did a whole report on the following Sunday for an hour, News Nation, um, which I didn't even know there was a thing called News Nation until I saw it on YouTube and watched the uh, replay of it. And of course, there was part of the, the the media and the government that were like, no, he's he's lying. But you go online and you can find a lot of stuff. And he actually has a pretty heavy background affiliated with, you know, wars. He was in Afghanistan. Um, he was in NGA, NGA, uh, NGA, which is the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. Right. He's um, definitely he's definitely credible. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, he, he was in he was in NRO, the National Reconnaissance Office. He was in some shit, dude, like where he was, you know, inside of things where, you know, average Joes and Billies cannot be. And, right. he, and his NDA probably, you know, expired because we talked about NDAs not too long ago. And he he shared he shared it. He's like, hey, this is going on and no one's really. He, he kind of said here's that. The thing, though, yeah, pussy so fight. many people have been afraid to come forward in the past. Why is this guy so unafraid? Like he's not going to end up in a river or in the ocean with cement shoes, you know? Um, I have a good, I feel I have a like... good theory on that because I've heard this, but I have a good theory on that. I'll let you finish and then I'll tell you the reason why I think he's not afraid. And 
in knowing his military background, the organizations and how far he was in these organizations and how much, um, how much he can get his hands on in terms of classified information leads me to believe that, that he's part of a, a much bigger compartmentalized, you know, intelligence agency. Meaning if, if he gets the green light from someone, someone big up top and they green light him, he'll go and he'll do it. He's, he's not going to do it on his own accord because he wants to be the face of UFOs or the savior. No, no one wants to end up on the – if there's uncertainty and you don't know if you're going to survive by coming forward with something like that, you're most likely not going to come forward with it. Well, but I feel like he got permission to do it and for a particular reason. Not saying that it's fake. I feel like government officials are saying, hey – don't worry about it. Go ahead. Say, say it. This is going to save us. We, we need this information to come out right now, despite uh, whether it's true or false. Obviously, it's going to be true. G- give people something sensational. Give them the truth, and then we can brush away the truth later on. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's been done throughout throughout history, and, and he's just another uh, – unfortunately, I think he's going to be another face like Bob Lazar – and will he eventually disappear like Bob Lazar too? I and mean, not that Bob Lazar disappeared, but after a while, you know, no one really cares about his story. It, it's, it's been like since he told that last story and he was really in the mainstream public, I feel like now within the last couple of years, ever since the Jeremy Corbell um, era, uh, not, not just the Jeremy Corbell era, he did a documentary on him. Ever since the documentary Jeremy Corbell did on him and that it went on Netflix and everything, that's when... It took me a while to know who Jeremy Corbell was. And I watched the Bob Lazar documentary and and it was him that partially actually directed about 60% of it and someone else did. I think it was George Knapp. Um, I didn't still know who didn't know who Jeremy Corbell was. I just started knowing about Jeremy Corbell within the last two years. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but... um, I got a really good theory on the, uh, David Grosh that that kind of sides with the non-believers and the believers, and also kind of po- piggybacking off what you said. If he did in fact get the green light from an organization, do you have an idea where the plan would be going? Uh, to eventual disclosure? No, but- I think that if he got the green light from a you know secretive covert ops, alien, intertwined government secret branch, it would go along the lines of the Project Bluebeam believers. Like, how is this guy not going to get killed? He was paid by the government to start the Project Bluebeam. Like, he's initiated it. This is is stage one, phase one of Project Bluebeam. Get a, a whistleblower. Quote, I heard that. I heard people yeah. saying, get yeah, the whistleblower. Yeah, I didn't even hear this. I just, this is my, this is my, my theory right now. And, and now it makes it credible because when on. people like see it in the skies, they're, they're automatically right. Thinking, well, yeah, there was a, there was a guy who told us about this. He and got the green light. He, he started, he, he stirred the pot, he rattled the cage. And now they go on to phase two and phase two. If you look at the chain of events, Phase two happened when phase one happened in the same week, the Nevada UFO 911 call in the same week within the same amount, like, you know, same week, 
give or take within 10 days of each other or less, a UFO was spotted in Nevada, 911 call, surveillance cameras. So now you got hearing it on the media, seeing it on the media, and then someone witnessing the event. So you have the first two phases of Project Bluebeam. Now, do I believe that? Eh, so-so. But another reason why he's so courageous to come forward and not worry about someone killing him is partial thanks to Elon Musk for kind of neutralizing the ability for the media to censor. Although Elon Musk and his Twitter kind of did something to someone conservative in the last week, which is a little sketch. But with him finding all this stuff that people were being censored and, you know, and things getting out or not getting out, this news got out. If he goes missing or, or, or he dies mysterious, people are going to be like, oh, shit, see, they are hiding something. They are, they are trying to let us know about UFOs and aliens when they want us to know because this guy just got killed and he was the one that blew the, the covers off the whole thing. Right. You know, now I don't know why he, he did this because let's just face it. The government is pussyfooting with, with the whole story. You told us in 2020 that UFOs are real. You announced it during COVID. Like they flat out said during COVID UFOs are real. They started some like really in-depth research in 2017. Now you tell didn't the Pentagon put out an official statement saying that there are off-world vehicles and and they, these this is the actual wording that they used. And these were Pentagon officials. They said there were off-world vehicles visiting our planet, and I remember that article coming out during COVID, and I was like, "Holy shit, what the hell is going on?" And people every every week people were like, "Oh," or every month people were like putting up like new like apocalyptic things like as memes that were coming up and this month the end of the world is but and i remember specifically i think it was july too actually where that news came out and they were like july and then the end of the and they you know made memes about ufos coming independence day yeah yeah Yeah. i remember that so very interesting stuff with with that and you know it could be two theories like he's not afraid to die because people would be like oh see i told you it's real or it's part of phase one, phase two, which we've seen in the same week of Project Bluebeam. Now, to, to, to go into it more, I lean towards it not being... And for your listeners that we... we I mean, we've mentioned Project Bluebeam before. For, for the listeners that don't know what Project Bluebeam is, Project Bluebeam is a... Is it, is it actually a real disclosed uh, government project? I think it might be. It's, it, it might be, but it was, it was kind of... It was kind of brought out there by a, I believe he was a, a, a Canadian guy and he, the Canadian guy ended up like doing a book and hold on. I'm trying to pull up the name. I remember the name is like super hard to pronounce. So I'm going to do my best with this, but um, let's see here. Um, so the guy who actually, he was born 1945 and he died December 5th, 1996. His name is Sergei Monest. And I believe he's either French or Canadian, which, you know, they, yeah, he's from Quebec. So he does speak French. Obviously people in Canada are French too. And what he did was in the early 1990s, he started writing uh, a, like a, a book on a theme about new world order and the conspiracies 
hatched by secret societies. And he founded the International Free Press Agency, which allowed people to try to publish works and themes in regards to UFOs and conspiracies. In 94, he published a book called Project Bluebeam, in which he detailed a claim that NASA would help the United Nations to attempt a new age religion or new world order. And he would also, it also he said that it would also use Christ coming down, like I, I alluded to, and make people go crazy, like, what's going on? Is it the end of the world? Aliens? Jesus is here. Right, have like- In 95, he published a detailed work called Les Protocols de Toronto, um, which which was the... Uh, hold on here. I'm trying to read a little bit into it and paraphrase at the same time. Um, well, he published another in-detailed in detail book which was titled Les Protocols de Torrento, which translates to the Protocols of the Elders of Zion. And it um, ended up getting him into a lot of problems because I think he was approached and also arrested, something like that. He got, he was like hit with lawsuits and things like that, which is a little crazy for someone writing a book. Right. If it's fiction and he's just spreading a conspiracy theory, just leave him alone. You know, he ended up being, if it's nonsense, it's nonsense. A day after being arrested and spending the night in jail, his followers claimed that his death was suspicious. He got killed. He was assassinated. And, um, that goes to show you like, all right. But here's, here's, herein lies the problem with project Bluebeam. Now it's, if, if it is indeed was their plan or still is their plan. So many people know about it. And I feel like once they initiate this endeavor, it's going to be foiled. I mean, that you're gonna, you'll still have, so you'll, you'll have your believers that that don't really know about this kind of stuff that'll freak out. But once, once the people who have been in the know about this a while are going to be like, oh, we told you this was coming, and then it's going to spread on the internet like wildfire. That it also is... has to have very good. Uh, I mean, like that Tupac hologram thing was pretty good for its right. time. And that and, was and a while it ago. has to be holographic in nature. And the world is big, man. Let me tell you, in order to project and, and what are you going to do it just across big cities or is it going to be because I mean, I'm I'm on the fourth floor right now of my apartment building and it overlooks the entire Bronx. And I'm just thinking to myself, like. How on earth would you do something like that? This city is so massive. I can see New York City off in the distance to my right, like the skyline. And there's just no way you're reaching the entire world with these. Uh, how many satellites do you have in orbit that are projecting these? Uh, well, it just seems very far-fetched. To, to, piggy, to piggyback off of that, right? Um, not too long ago in Hawaii, there was these mysterious green lines that appeared somewhere in Hawaii. And... China flat out, or I don't know if they, they admitted to it, but it was a satellite that was um, China's doing some kind of grid thing. And yeah, it was it was lidar technology. Actually, they were trying right. to they were trying to get the layout of that specific area through lidar. But it right. was China. People saw that and were like, "What the hell is that?" Right now, from what I from what I read a little bit right now, from what I'm reading and researching real quick. Um, the Space Age started in 1957, and I believe in orbit right now, there are 1,071 operational satellites in orbit around the Earth, 50% of them which were launched by the United States. Now, you got 1,071 satellites, which are said to you know pick up signals and send signals back. We have the internet and phones and all that shit, right? But you can't find a submarine 
uh, uh, you know what I mean? I went to go missing, you know, can't find, <laughs> can't find that thing. But anyways, that's another episode. But, oh, which, by the way, it uh, imploded on Sunday and they let us know on Thursday. And if you watched my reels, but that's for another episode. But anyways, we got 1,071 operational satellites that we know supposedly help us with like, you know, GPS and phone signals and Wi-Fis and internets and all that stuff, right? Right, right. Who knows what else they do? But you would have to do that. So if we have these 1,000 satellites, you would have to be prepping these satellites with this technology going back as far as like the 1960s, 70s. You know what I mean? I don't think the technology was was that good in terms of holographics. They had 100 years, right, to prep a plan that this guy wrote about and got killed. And, you know, who knows what these things do now, granted satellite technology has advanced. So, you know, out of that, but have, have we put that many new satellites into orbit? Who knows? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like you have these 1,071 Google, let's see how many satellites there are. 1,071 operational satellites in orbit on earth right now, 50% of them were launched by the United States. So you don't know the other countries that are, you know, just as superior. In so check this out. I don't know where you got that from because it says as of as of May the fourth, twenty twenty three, the satellites tracking website orbiting list now lists seven thousand seven hundred and two active satellites in various Earth orbits. I got that. Mine came from universetoday.com. So maybe you're yeah. Maybe this is a a little bit of a older page i don't know but yeah i take your word this for one it. is uh nanoavionics.com so okay so so now you gotta add on six thousand more and change satellites to what i said right you know what i'm saying and then you got older ones up there newer ones up there who knows what the newer ones are capable of you have this master plan that was probably orchestrated from the 50s 40s maybe even earlier than that to about that this new world order and who knows what you can do now do i believe the whole new world order thing yes do i believe project blue beam if i saw well that- the whole the new world order thing is 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 not conspiracy what people need to understand is that there's presidents on record george w bush um um ronald reagan everyone talking about you know a chance at this new world order did they did some of the presidents know the extent? I'm sure they did of of what they want out of this new world order, or the or the details. Are they going to let everybody know that it's a new world order, or is it just going to be like this this secret new world order, right? It, where there is a one world government, but they give the people the illusion that there isn't a one world government. Right. And I think that's kind of what we're living through now. I think the one world government is already established. I think it goes under the world economic forum uh you have all these you know big politicians that are a part of the world economic forum and it just seems like the like the the perfect um, you know the watering the watering hole for all these you know big plans for this one world government and i it's it's already in effect there's no doubt about it and maybe it's at the uh it's like um a spring flower it hasn't fully bloomed but when it does right and yeah. it's it's almost there there's a few petals left and and the, those few petals are the the non-compliant countries that they're probably on the brink of taking out already well it's crazy before we take a pause real quick they 
in the last week or so, they tried to push into law where the WHO can have full authority of the entire world if another pandemic happens. I saw that. So that's like, all right, now you, you tell them pretty much the entire world locked down during COVID, you know, minus a few states and countries. And of course, those states and countries that didn't lock down ended up doing a lot better in debts and everything else. But that's for another podcast or one we already covered. But I'm just saying that you give uh, uh, an organization worldly power that kind of translates to uh, a one world order. Yeah, of course. Yeah. We're going to take a momentary pause. We're going to come right back. And we're back from our momentary pause. We were just talking about some New World Order stuff and how it could possibly be coming true and what it would look like right now at this point and if the flower blooms. It's some crazy stuff, Joe. Definitely 100% crazy stuff. Yeah, we're, we're living through the, uh, the craziest time in probably human history. I mean, if there haven't been others, you know, we talked about it before. If, if this is not like the sixth iteration of advanced civilization, then, you know, if it's not, then it's definitely the craziest time in human history. <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's go through the list. You tell me if I missed one. We went through, well, we went through first, I feel like we went through uh, Y2K, right? In 2000. Right. Then we went through, um, we went through 9-11. Right. Why? Thought I'd never live to see something like that. Yeah, nine eleven. That was pretty crazy. Um, we went through what the Gulf War. We went through uh, a Desert Storm. We went through Y two K. We went through nine eleven. Then we went through uh, Mad Cow Disease. We went through a time period where people were dressing as clowns and just walking around the streets randomly. The Iraq War lasted for like twenty years. Yeah, we went through uh, quite some stuff. We went through COVID. Now we're going through. Uh, the UFOs and the aliens. Yeah. And, and now, now people are actually giving it credibility, which is the most wild thing. Cause in the past it was just shot down. And now for the first time, you're actually seeing government officials and people actually sounding concerned about this. Like it's the real deal. Like they're ready to tell us after all these years, but there's been a lot of people who have known since the fifties, since Roswell, you know, crazy stuff. Yeah. I, I, I just, it's the UFO thing. I was funny because while we're during the break, um, trying to link back up, I was looking at IG and I saw one page post and it's called Strange States. They're a good page on IG. Follow them. Another paranormal page. I, I, I like their stuff. They like our stuff. And they were like, is UFOs getting, is the the government's UFO news getting unreliable or, you know, is it is it, it's not consistent and it's not consistent. And which brings us to the next point where is, the week all this came out, okay, the week that this came out, the UFO sighting in Nevada with a 911 call and the David and the David Grosh whistleblower, um, Trump got indicted that same day, like that morning, something like that to that extent. Right. Um, for, I won't get into the whole thing about that. But within the same day, we found out that Joe Biden, something happened with him with, they found... Um, some proof that he was doing some kind of like bribery scheme and Hunter Biden. And 
we fast forward and Hunter Biden got felony charges, which appears to a lot of people like a slap on the wrist for what he did. He had a gun and he evaded taxes. He wrote off strip clubs and stuff like right. that. If, it, if it's anyone else, they're doing some time. There's no doubt. Yeah, no, we'd, yeah I'd, I'd be in jail. I'd be in jail 100% for like 20 years. And um, then we fast forward some more and we find out that there's a text message that leaked from an IRS whistleblower who tried to come forward a couple of years ago and the DOGAJ, which is run by him, denied it, which is like, wait a second. You're giving us proof that this happened, that there was a bribery scream, and and, and we're going to deny it? Like, that's crazy, right? All so right. this is all happening from the start of that week. Now, I'm not getting political. I'm not taking sides. I don't really care to talk about that on this on this podcast. You know, my you know political standing is, is with me. So that's where we're going to keep it with that. But in all that news, which is crazy news on every every single front, from left, right, middle, the UFO stuff got announced. And I feel like, you know, that makes the eligibility for non-believers to firmly believe in UFOs kind of hard. Right. You know, it's like you're, you're putting this, this news out always within some kind of political scandal. Now, again, there's people that don't follow politics. So they're still on the board like, hmm, is it, is it really happening? Like, do I believe them? And then there's some people that, you know, they, they listen to the news fully and maybe they don't like, like politics and they'll hear this UFO stuff and be like, wow, wow, I can't believe it. So it's just the fact that the, the timing all the time, and we, we, we called it out, like I said earlier, we called out that in two weeks something was going to happen. And that's the same time period where all the UFO stuff started happening right along the Trump indictment, the Hunter Biden, the Joe Biden stuff starting to come out. And it's, it's pretty crazy stuff, man. And this week, I, I don't even think I'll do a full episode on it, but we can touch on it. Um, and I don't want to spend too long on it. In the same week this week where we're finding more stuff out about the president, the sitting president, not the former president, and his son, the whole submarine thing. You, you, I know you've been following the whole submarine oh, thing. Absolutely. <laughs> so has- there's a lot of stuff with that, you know. Now, it's very unfortunate, so I'll make that known. And I did a reel about it. But within the same week of this submarine thing happening, like this is falls into the category of using, using U.S. UFOs as a distraction. In the same week that this submarine was literally the officials, Coast Guard, and everyone searching for this thing, they knew that this submarine, two hours into their expedition to go see the Titanic, which, by the way, you would never, ever get me in a fucking submarine anything underground or underwater or in the air (laughs) i'm not going on okay the plane i give it a little bit more it's a lot safer than even cars and i'm still afraid but you will never catch me going in something the size of my man cave and and my man cave is bigger and it's small and my man cave is bigger (laughs) than that thing you will never catch me going in something under the water ever 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 and this thing was detected to be destroyed the Sunday it took off, I believe. And everyone is going all week. We're doing these videos. We heard a knock. They were knocking while the Beatles' Yellow Submarine song played in the background. And we're like, yeah, they got 96 hours of estimated oxygen. And then they found pieces. And then the news came out we, that, that they knew about it since Sunday. And during the entire week, some significant things happened, like approving 
my, genetically or 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 man-made meat, which is mind-boggling. They found out that oh, I they, saw that coming. Yeah, well, you you are you were on top of it more than any because of your your health your health and lifestyle, and then we find out that Jeffrey Epstein is or was a financial advisor for J.P. Morgan Chase, and conveniently, J.P. Morgan Chase settled lawsuits with people affiliated with the Jeffrey Epstein Island. And we have to air quote the uh, financial advisor thing. The reason being is because Jeffrey Epstein has no formal education on being a financial advisor. Well, when you you have a lot of money, you could be whatever you want to be, right? Exactly. I think that they needed... the doctor, right? I think that J.P. Morgan Chase needed needed to give exactly bill gates is a doctor right like what 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 grounds does he have to speak on you know uh i hate to say it but you know we, we've said it in the past vaccines and he, well, he, he, has, a, he has a phd he, in a lot of money he's and... speaking is he speaking on public health and the guy looks like you know he he's about he's about to croak any minute of a cardiovascular disease right i hate to say, I hate to say it but it's the truth he's not that he's not the model of health uh, he absolutely never not so J.P. Morgan Chase, not only with the conspiracy theory that Epstein was a financial advisor, but we also see that J.P. Morgan Chase paid out people that were affiliated with what he was doing, which goes to show you that there was a heavy affiliation with Epstein and J.P. Morgan Chase. Right. And on top of that, which I alluded to in my reel, which you can see on SWAB underscore podcast on Instagram or go over to TikTok, SWAB underscore podcast on TikTok. Um, a lot of the political stuff that we already stated all in the same week of the submarine. And it all started the week of the whistleblower, David Grosh and the sighting in Nevada. So it's very, 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 very timely, timely news dropping of UFOs all the time. And go ahead. We'll say uh, JP Morgan Chase recently just settled with the Jeffrey Epstein Vixen victims for 290 million dollars all while this submarine stuff was happening and now conveniently enough all these sensationalized stories i'm talking really big stories that people can't keep their eyes off the television off of their phones to see what's going to happen next i mean there's one story in particular they're trying if there was was nothing else happening in the world at at the moment we would have never heard of the submarine no, people would be have people would have their attention focused all on what's going on with J.P. Morgan Chase and really what happened with these victims. Why did you pay two hundred and ninety million dollars? Uh, what was the settlement about? Like, it, were you involved in in the trafficking of minors on this island? You know, the, these are the big burning questions that that no one is asking because their attention is elsewhere, and the media is conveniently leaving it out as well, almost as if he's got like a stronghold on the media like hey just you know sensationalize these stories and just leave my story alone leave you know it, it's crazy because the trump thing of course because of the name he got the attention the indictment day and all the news and stuff surprisingly that died up fairly quickly and i'm actually surprised that the hunter and biden text message and thing that got so much attention I'm actually surprised that got attention because usually things from the left, you know, when it's yeah, that's uh, that's the one thing that they were going to pay attention when it gets again when it goes against them they usually don't air it but I have to say CNN aired it said flat out it didn't look good they spent some 
pretty good chunk of time on it. The Biden, let's, that, let's the, just uh, say the Biden's family pockets aren't as deep as J.P. Morgan Chase. Yeah, well, and then KJP, K. Kareem Jean Paul, whatever her name is, she right. is worse than the redheaded uh, circle back girl. Like, I never thought I'd say that, but <laughs> she is worse than the circle back girl. I mean, like, <laughs> you put them in a ring and, and redhead girl, like, will circle around her and circle back 20 times <laughs> over. And she is getting drilled by not just Fox and Newsmax reporters. Everybody's asking the same question about the text message. So I'm very shocked, very shocked that that's actually getting limelight. Now, what you said is the J.P. Morgan Chase thing. If you don't have social media and you don't have algorithms that follow certain things that you follow, you're you're not gonna hear you would have never known about it, which is going to show you that I, 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 we might have to do a Jeffrey Epstein episode part two, which will maybe be after I get back from vacation because we can touch a lot more on it. And I don't want to spend too much time on it. But I'll tell you right now, I don't think Jeffrey Epstein is dead. I don't think so. I not think that I think chance. I actually said it on, on someone's post uh, today or yesterday. And I wrote on this post. Um, it was actually about the submarine. And someone was saying, do you really think that these billionaires actually went on this submarine and are dead? And they lied to us about when it and when it went down, because they could say all they want. They didn't know it went down. But this technology is so crazy. You mean to tell me you knew this thing went down. You detected it on Sunday. And we and we because we found the pieces on Thursday, right? And, and, then, then, they, and then they gave us the stories of like, oh, they have fifty hours of oxygen left, etc. Yeah. You gave us all these known. stories, but you already knew, and then you admitted it hours after you found the pieces that it imploded on Sunday, which is like sketchy. You know what I mean? So like the video was like, do you really think that I that I commented on? Do you really think that? This submarine, those billionaires really went down. Like billionaires have to try to find ways to get out of taxes. If you're dead and you signed your money over and your your next to kin gets that money, you know, your taxes that you may owe as a billionaire are not their taxes. So, you know, now their money's safe in the hands of someone they trust. You know what I mean? And you take the 19-year-old with them on Father's Day to make the story a little sadder so people have a heart when they talk about it. Now, I'm, I'm not trying to be a dick. It sucks, I you know that 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 nineteen year old kid had to endure something that you know fucking traumatic to end out going out like that, which is not. I mean, they broke it down scientifically, like they literally did not know what happened. Like your human brain, it took it takes something like milliseconds or five milliseconds to register pain. The implosion is like one millisecond, like right. instant. Like they didn't even know they died. They were just they didn't even see it because it would it it was it was less time than what our eyes can register as movement. Yeah, they literally it was like if you're gonna go out, that would be the way to go. It's instant, done. And you know, but there's like this theory where like they could be not dead and eluding taxes, all of them, and right and, and, and convenient. I mean, man. I hate to sound real wild, but this is actually it, it's actual true things that you can look up. He has connections to J.P. Morgan Chase. He's a billionaire. He knew him, and so it, when you need a story, imagine you just get a phone call like, "Hey, pal, I'm going to make you richer than you've ever been before in your life." You right. Fake your death and live well, under a different alias. Somewhere. What I commented on in regards to exactly that is that that lady was talking about the submarine, the billionaires, and maybe they're not dead, and, 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 and you know. Nowadays, conspiracies aren't really conspiracies. You know what I'm saying? They, they, right. they, whatever. 
So I actually wrote on the comment and I wrote, well, you know, you think Jeffrey Epstein is actually dead? Like there's like, we didn't really see pictures of the body. There was one picture and the body looked different. And everyone said that he committed suicide when a second autopsy said that he was dead by strangulation because the strangulation marks are, they coincide with exactly that. And, you know, if he had so much power and knowledge and they don't want big names to get out, right? Because let's put it this way. That client list has names of Hollywood people, political people, people in the Vatican, probably princes from, from you know, you, you alluded to it. I so, mean, we already know one. We know we can say it. Prince Andrew was on it. Yeah. So let's just put it this way. If you have a mess that big, would you, you want the man that could fix the mess because he knows how to do everything, who came and there. Do you want him really dead? Or do you want to fake his death, keep him on an island somewhere else, not Epstein Island, but another island ran by government officials, keep him there safe and sound, and have him communicate to Glazine Maxwell in the prison she's in, which I don't think she's in a shithole prison. It's, it's federal prison. She's getting reading. She's getting books. She's oh, yeah. getting magazines. She's got cell phones. She's got a vi- on the TV. She's living a cozy life. In a federal prison, but they're communicating. And they're like, "Hey, um, you know, Bill Clinton went to the island on nineteen in nineteen ninety eight, May seventh, and we need to know how we can hide this. Uh, what did you see that day? You know, this, this, and that." And they're communicating. And if that's the case, you know, you need him alive. You need to fix the problems so that the bigger problems don't occur because people are still talking about it. Look, we're talking about it right now. Right. So it, it's it's pretty plausible. Because I don't trust, I'm sorry to say, I just don't trust governments anymore. You know, you had my trust four or five years, six years ago. Maybe I was starting to lose it then. But you certainly don't have it now. Because there's too much shit coming out on the news. Too much shit Elon Musk uncovered via buying Twitter. That, that's going to tell me you guys are just flat out, we love the Americans. We're all for them. When, when most of them are going into Congress <laughs> and becoming president with their with their network their 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 network at, at like five hundred thousand and then six seven years later five years later coming out with over a five million dollar net worth come on yeah it just it doesn't make any sense but to get back to the ufo thing um this congress this this representative anna polina um anna polina luna is working on the behalf of the house oversight committee to schedule a hearing on David Grosh claims. Now, if they have this hearing in July, like hearings are like kind of um, almost like court, you know, like you're having a hearing, you're asking questions. I don't know if you're sworn in, but the fact that they're having a hearing on this guy's claims goes to show you that there's part of the government that doesn't know what the other government is doing. So he's claiming this is secret, right? They, these this branch of stuff that we that they that he saw and that they were working on, part of the other right. government doesn't even know. So if this hearing goes, I don't think it'll go well. They'll probably keep it very hush. You'll get bits and pieces of it. But if this hearing goes a certain way, it could either make or break the whole belief in UFOs and aliens. This is true. You know, and, and this girl's she's leading the charge of this. And I did hear uh, days after the initial report that there was going to be a major hearing with UFOs in regards to the whistleblower, David Grosh. So crazy stuff, man. Um, I wish that we could talk more on it, but what we've talked about is pretty much 
everything that that has gone on since the initial reports of David Grosh and that Nevada. Right. Incident. It's still it's still in progress. It's still a waiting game in terms of, you know, is there validity to the whistleblower's claims, which you have to take them at face value. This guy has clearance that no one else in the world has and had it for a very long period of time. He listen to I, I, I read through wiki. I use wiki a lot sometimes. And, uh, I, and I read wiki not as much as I used to in earlier seasons when it comes to, you know, information, but I'm reading through this guy's like history in the government. And like we said earlier, the stuff that he was in, the stuff that he's seen, like as far as war and things like that, there is no doubt in my mind this guy saw something that is definitely secretive or otherworldly. And there's stories out there of like scientists going into like the center of the earth that things are closed off. And he was, I remember one story, I can't get the names. It's just going off things I've seen online where the the, the scientist was like, I want to go and see what you guys are talking about. And the military guys are like, no, dude, if we go in there, you gotta, you have to have a gun and, you know, and they walk a certain amount of feet into this 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 crevice of the earth that's guarded, and there's a branch of military there, a military base, and he ends up seeing these like these figures in the in the earth, you know. And now we're seeing reports that UFOs are coming out of water; they're going into water. It, it's there's reports that the the crashed craft bent time and space, which would kind of not really make us make it clear on how they travel from galaxies and planets away. But if they have the ability to bend space and time, you know, they can come from anywhere. You know, it's true. These stories are definitely we're living in, I feel like a science fiction movie right now with everything going on. Like this would make like everything that's going on right now can make for one of the best science fiction series ever. Without a doubt. Ever. He's got you got UFOs, you got viruses, you got political scandals, you got you couldn't uh, make this stuff up. Yeah, every, you, yeah, exactly. You couldn't make this stuff up. But one thing will remain the same, Joey. And you know what that is? God, the New York Mets still suck. <laughs> That's my team, not you. That's your team, not mine. Yeah, I, I, I'm like baffled with with how they're playing this year with the payroll and every. I'm just whatever. But that that will never change. But everything else. You know, next month we might have uh, might have dinosaurs walking around. You never know. Speaking of Mets games, my wife is at the Mets game right now. I was going to make a joke about that. I was going to say, your wife <laughs> kept you home from a three-hour podcast. And instead of going on, like, a girls' night out to the city or, or you know, up in Connecticut to have drinks, that she made herself go to a Mets game? I know, the torture. That is, that is a girls' night out. She's with her friends. <laughs> but a Mets game? I mean, I'm a Mets fan. Die hard, Mets fan. And, and I'm like, I can't even, I can't. And they're on Apple tonight or Amazon, one of those channels, one of those streaming services. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to watch, not going to tune after, tune in after I record. No, none of that. They, they're, pl- they're horrible. The most I'll do with the New York Mets this season is I'll try to go to one game just for the drinks and the food. And I'll continue playing MLB The Show and using them as my team. And that is it. <laughs> Other than that, nothing else. But. Well, guys, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Say What Again, Billy podcast. And I was joined by my co-host today via telephone. Joey, I missed you in person, man. It's not the same way. I don't get to see yeah, that. It's not the same. It was, this was a good one, though. We, we touched a lot, on a lot of stuff. Yeah, no. And we got some good stuff coming up. Just to give you guys the advance notice, um, the week of July uh, 10th, 
uh, actually July 17th. So um, I'll be on vacation and Joey and I will maybe do a phone in there, but we're planning on just taking a nice little break. We're actually long deserved. We've been filming every single week with no rest, and, uh, no interruptions. So the week of July 17th, I will be on vacation and there will be a just a, a pause, a break for the Say What Again Billy podcast. And then we're going to come back with a vengeance. So long story short, the next couple of weeks, today is, today's what, the 26th? Uh, yeah. yeah, today's the 26th. So we got two more episodes that are going to be coming out before we take a week off. So uh, I'll be updating the website tomorrow and you guys can see what's coming out in the next two weeks before we go on a vacation. Um, I'd like to thank Spotify for podcasters for allowing us to talk about UFOs, whistleblowers, Jeffrey Epstein, and scandals within the United States government. And if you haven't heard about Spotify for podcasters, it is the free app that allows you to get your podcasting idea out there on platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, and many other outlets. As long as you have an idea, you download Spotify for podcasters entirely free. Use a phone, tablet, or computer and get your podcast idea out there and start your own conspiracy paranormal podcast like we have the Say What Again Billy podcast. Joey, thanks for coming on, buddy. Always a pleasure. It's been another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast. (laughs) 